This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this free-for-all Friday, the one, the original free-for-all Friday, the day we talk about what you want to talk about, and there is so much to talk about. So uh, we are waiting to hear whether the government is going to agree to raise the flag's for Remembrance Day, so they can then lower the flags for Remembrance Day. And in the midst of this entire controversy, there are veterans and others who believe that really it's actually taking away from the real act of remembrance. So I want to hear from you on that, whether we should get that done or uh, whether it is just taking away from the whole thing where we are supposedly remembering the people who sacrificed for us, who fought for us. Uh, there is the $15 minimum wage that we started the week with, uh, shows the progressive conservatives courting a whole new audience, working people. But then they turned around and they decided mm, healthcare workers don't have to be vaccinated. So at this point, uh, we all have to show proof of vaccination to go to a restaurant, uh, to uh, go to a movie theater, certainly to fly anywhere. And, uh, but you know, um, in some hospitals, the ones that don't have their own vaccine mandates, you're not going to know if the person who is getting very close uh, while you're in a vulnerable state is actually vaccinated or not. Um, so what do you think of all of that? And there is more. We had the fall economic statement yesterday. Highways, highways. The Ford government is building highways. What do you think of that? There's a lot of criticism of that. Some is going through environmentally sensitive land, and there's always been this argument that the 407 is underutilized, and we could make do with that. So I want to hear from you, 416-360-0740, toll-free one 866-740-4740. We begin with Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hello, Libby. It's two days in a row, but I think this uh, business of the, uh, the bringing up the highways again is important. Um, 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 last year in April, I actually traveled. I traveled the 407 a lot to get up to Ottawa. And I can personally say uh, in driving on it that it's so vastly underutilized by the trucks. Now, if you listen to the people in the Ford government, they will tell you, we've got to get the far the trucks out of the Toronto. We've got to get them uh, away from Toronto. And yet uh, they've got the 407 highways there, which 
I mean, it's it's so underutilized by the tractor trailers, and that's because it's so ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, here's a good example. I drove from 401 and 407 out in Mississauga, and I, between measuring, I'm heading east, I counted 17 trucks. That was it, 17 trucks between that exit and the 400. The whole length going east from one end to the other, there were only four tractor trailers on the whole road, and that was at a Friday morning at 10 a.m. And how much does it cost? Well, I don't know. I mean, you could probably find that out, I guess. You would have better resources. But my answer to that is two things, Um, and this would be the federal government. They keep talking the talk about uh, cutting down on pollution. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that all those trucks sitting idling on the 401 are putting out an awful lot more than actually if they're actually moving. Um, and they could actually offer these trucking companies a uh, tax uh, break if they wanted to. The other um, thing is it would actually not be cheaper for the government to buy, the Ontario government to buy that section of the 401 or 407 um, because the Canada Pension Board owns 51% yeah. of it instead of spending a gazillion dollars building two new highways. Um, they could actually buy out the highway. Um, uh, another one is the fact that from Brock Road all the way out to 35115 and the 418, the government, our Ontario government already owns that section of the toll road. And they collect the tolls from the four or the 407 collect the tolls on behalf of the government. So why is that? Why are they charging for that section of highway? Good questions. All of them, Ron. Thanks for your call. Okay. Thanks, Libby. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Eileen in Brampton. Hello, Eileen. Hi, Libby. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking this call. My comment that I want to talk about is my trying to get the high-dose flu vaccine for uh, my husband and myself earlier this week. Okay, yes, well, do tell. It, it seems that when I phone the pharmacy, when, when you're asked if you're a customer, that sort of puts me off first in the first place hmm. because they're giving a service, a health service, and what is a customer in a pharmacy? Is it just for the, the uh, medications? Or a lot of people wouldn't be considered customers if, if it was just for the medications. However, um, what got me too was I did get an appointment for the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, for the second, because it was the first. It was late in the night on the first that I called. Okay. You so just... I got the appointment for the second. Then the same pharmacist called me the next morning and told me that he couldn't give myself or my husband this particular vaccine because we didn't meet the requirements. We weren't on any medication and therefore not at high risk. What? Now, my husband Are you is over 64 in a couple of days, and yeah. I'll be 70 at the end of the month. So I called the Fortino's Pharmacy, and although they didn't have any vaccine... I asked him, was that a stipulation that you needed to be on medication? And he said, no, that I was, I was perfectly correct that I was entitled because he said, as of the first, it became kind of like a free for all for that vaccine. Yeah. I mean, 
The only thing I can think of is that some may some pharmacies with limited supply are prioritizing people who well, have. Those I doubt that this conditions. particular pharmacy has the limited supply because, as far as I can see, every other pharmacy, Fortino's has trouble getting it, which is where I got it last year. This is Shoppers, which seems to have the easiest or the most abundance of it. And that a lot of them, a lot of them ran out of because he told me I need to go to my doctor and my doctor doesn't even have it. The offices can't get it. The first will you, will you, will you, will you let me tell you what I found? Okay. Okay. So first of all, they get the supplies of high dose from public health. Um, uh, shoppers has this, uh, locator, that is supposedly showing you where they have high dose, but it's not updated. And what I heard about that was that each individual pharmacy is supposed to update it and they don't. So they had one shipment, as did a lot of doctor's offices. It went really quickly. Uh, what we, we, when we tried to find out, we heard they were getting another shipment around November the 1st. It did not come November the 1st. Then I know that some of them received a supply a couple of days ago, and I believe that was poof, gone in about an hour or so. So it's, uh, shoppers gets their distribution from their own distribution, but it's public health. That sends well, it I out. understand, but what I'm saying is that Fortino's, the pharmacist, was assuring me they've been trying and can't even seem to get through to order. But my question is, what, what, if you're giving a service, why is the question, are you a customer? Well, that, uh, you know, you should ask the pharmacist that. I don't think that all pharmacies are are asking that unless they want to pull up a file. So uh, you mm, might have an issue. Pulling up the file would be for prescriptions. However, if you're giving flu shots. Well, you know what? If you have a complaint, you should complain oh, to I head off my us. shot because I called back the same pharmacy and said, I was just told by another pharmacist that what you told me is not true. And oddly enough, after he went and checked, he comes back and says, oh, no, you're correct. So I got for my husband and myself the shot that day. But how many other seniors are told that you don't, what is not qualifying because you're not on medication? I'm still my age and very prone to bronchitis. Okay, well, again... I don't think that that's a widespread thing. That's one person. When they answer the phone, uh, it's not necessarily even a pharmacist that answers the the phone. It was? Okay. So if you get a pharmacist who's not treating you right, uh, you should complain. But but, uh, to say that it's a policy and they all do that, I don't think so. Well, I I doubt that it's a policy exactly. However, my point I never even got so much as, I'm sorry, do you know what I was told when he gave me the shot? Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you and your husband got your shots. I'm sorry that you had a bad experience, but again, like we can't say that it's all one company that does that or whatever. And yes, people, if you're over the age of 65, you are entitled to a high dose. And uh, despite what everyone is saying, I don't think there's enough high dose. It's kind of being sent in tranches by public health. Uh because they're not sending everything at once. And last week we interviewed the associate medical officer of health who said 
There's something that's kind of in between called Fluad. It's not high dose, but it's higher dose than the regular flu vaccine. And it's for older people. And I would say if you want high dose, still try to get it. And it's coming, I guess, in dribs and drabs as it's being released. But, you know, um, how, how many years has this gone up around for that there always seems to be some kind of problem getting this? And every year the government announces, boy, we bought so many more doses for so many millions of dollars. So that's my question. You know how many people here are of age. Uh, you know, why is this a problem? I'm just asking. Okay, let's go to Simone in Parkdale. Hello, Simone. I just want to make comment on Trudeau and the and the flag. Um, you know, if he put the, put putting the flag down, perhaps a month would have been respectful. But it seems like there's no limit to this, and I don't know what his what the issue is with uh, with Trudeau. Um, you know, when he, it was Canada's birthday to uh, 2017, 150th birthday, he said to the crowd uh, on the you know the Commons um, that 150 years now. Now, and I, have, I think he has some sort of issue with the uh, Canada, with the English Canada, to do with going back to the plains of Abraham. Uh, that that flag should be brought up and um, you know brought down again for the Remembrance Day, and because you know he couldn't even respect the the Aboriginals on their day, which he allotted for them. He went uh, on a holiday. Yes, we know we know he did that. Uh, that was yeah one of his uh, uh, apologies. His uh, his mother is not francophone, so he you know he has English Canadian roots. But um, yeah, a lot of people uh, are finding his behavior uh, annoying. Simone, thanks for your call. Let's go to Sam in Toronto. Hello, Sam. Morning to you. All good afternoon and to you, Libby. How are you? Everything uh, okay? I everything hope? is great. Thank you. Excellent. You sound healthy and happy. That's good, Libby. I uh, just my uh, it's more local. My issue is more local. Go, going back to the traffic issue yep. in Toronto, and a while back I called. I called your show. It was about pedestrians getting hit and this and then I make a comment. When I made a comment, there was a city official. I don't know if he's elected or a bureaucrat. And uh, when I met, Toronto is terrible due to many factors, you know, construction, you know, bike lanes and everything else. And it's really terrible. And get, people get frustrated and accidents happen. Anyway, and his answer, I couldn't believe my ears when he said that. He's elected, actually. And he said something about, like, we want to make it. This is, I'm quoting. He said, we want to make it not easy for drivers in Toronto because, uh, we, we have different policy. Our grand policy is different and la, la, la. He wasn't even challenged. You know, he said, I don't know if he was elected. It was this. a city councillor and, and he was of the opinion that it's not any and all of these things that, that are, are causing bad behavior guess, or bad I'm behavior. Cold. He said it's design. I know, I know. But design or whatever. Some bureaucrats decide for millions of people, okay, their opinion counts because they will set the policy, you see. Then he says, I'm quoting, I know exactly what he said. He said, we don't want to make it easy for drivers, okay? This is what he said. We don't want to make it easy for drivers and their driving habits in Toronto because we have la, la, whatever. But what I'm saying is that I just checked, I was checking uh, another network. I don't want to name them. Okay. And they said Toronto was the sixth worst traffic in the world in 2016. Okay. And I check other stats and I found out always come the first 20. 
the first 20 cities, Toronto is one of them. And it goes to this point that I was making, that is unmitigated construction, uh, whether by the city itself, I don't even know. Nobody audits to see if it's legit or not legit, whatever, you know. And uh, condos, which is private, is less condos and more of the city itself that is digging a street every day all over the city, whether it's a streetcar, you know, that old technology, they want to, you know, keep it alive or anything else. And at the end, Torontonians lose billions of hours in delays, frustration, and everything else. And things at the end is going to come to a boil, you know, because there is so much that the city can handle, you know, from... There is, there is so land. much. There Absolutely there is, and you... Every day there's a, a new one that crops up, and um, yeah, I have to agree with you, Sam. Thanks okay, for your thank call. You. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the traffic, the construction, the obstacles, I mean, it just gets worse every day. We're heading into winter, uh, so we'll see what happens. And, and some of these construction projects are going on forever, but... Uh, the one thing I will agree with, a lot of our infrastructure is extremely old and has to be replaced. Um, and there you go. And we've received money to do it. So it's being done. We've got to take our first break. Before we go, let me give you the numbers again. We've been talking about highways, traffic. We've been talking about flu shots. Uh, we've been talking about the flag, which is now at half mast. Should it be lowered and uh, raised and then lowered? We're expecting the government to do that. Hasn't happened yet. And uh, we haven't yet touched on the whole issue of mandatory vaccination for healthcare workers. Apparently, healthcare workers do not have to be vaccinated. We will deal with that when we come back. Again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, and I've got some breaking news as we are about to delve into the discussion about mandatory vaccination, and it is that 248 City of Toronto employees have been suspended without pay for not showing proof of COVID-19 vaccination. So there you go. That's the city. The city showed a little bit of backbone. They required their employees. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, it does depend on what you do for the city, how much you need it. But the province, the province has said, no, healthcare workers who deal with vulnerable populations, we're not going to make them get the shot. We're afraid that it'll lead to a staffing shortage. But here, 248 City of Toronto employees suspended without 
pay. Uh, I don't remember exactly when the deadline is, but it is not very long. I think by the end of the month or a little longer than that, if they don't change their minds, they will be terminated. Finito. And we've heard from lawyers who say, you know, if they think they're going to get compensation, severance or anything like that, they are mis- mistaken. Now, there are still lawsuits. There are lawyers who say, oh, I don't agree with that. But uh, most of the legal opinions that I have seen say, yeah, they don't think that these people will get compensation. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, and Cheryl in Kingston, you want to talk about vaccination for healthcare workers. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I want to say that I am a recent cancer survivor, so I spent 2020 fighting the big C. Uh-huh. I still have to attend the hospital to serious specialists. I am fully vaccinated, and I think it's criminal that any healthcare worker should should be able to keep their job and be unvaccinated so they can impact my health when I've been so careful and other people are like me? I'm sorry, no. Doug Ford, if he had another brain, it would be lonely. And and, and he's just best, he's, he's just past his best before date. That's all I can tell you. This is wrong. Do you know it's if your hospital to do about our freedom? It's about keeping each other safe, helping our communities. Cheryl, uh, do you know if your hospital has? Because what they did say was that uh, it's up to each hospital. So they passed the buck basically, and we know of uh, most of the hospitals here in Toronto in the GTA do have vaccine mandates. Uh, uh, do you know if your hospital has one? I don't know. I have to attend, I attend Trillium Healthcare I think, in Mississauga. I think they have one. I am not sure. Have uh, so but you have to check. The other thing is he says he's going to take all vaccine requirements away in March. Uh, so you won't have to get vaccinated after March. Um, that's their timetable. Uh, like everything else, it's uh, subject to change. So let's hope that they don't do it if it's still dangerous. I mean, we just heard from Teresa Tam today. She said we're doing well, but it's not time to let down our guard. And we've just seen an uptick. It's the first time that we've had more than 500 cases in quite a while. And if you watch what's going around the world, I mean, uh, Europe is posed to have a huge number of new cases just when everybody's relaxed and they thought it was going fine. So, Well, and, and the thing is, this, this is all an election thing. He's saying that for March because he wants to get elected in June. Do you not think that that encourages the people who are resisting the vaccine with no consequence? Why would they care? They figure in March they wouldn't have to have it anyway. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying about that. I mean, in the meantime, they uh, can't go to restaurants, they can't travel, uh, they can't do quite a few things. But yeah, you're right. Um, I feel so bad for them, not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that that's what a lot of people think, that it's it's ridiculous, and it just emboldens those people. 
Um, and people in healthcare on the front lines like that, if if they do not feel they should be vaccinated, maybe they're just in the wrong career. Uh, I would have to agree with you. If you don't believe in vaccination, what are you doing there? But Cheryl, uh, good luck to you. And I certainly understand your concerns as as a cancer patient. You know, you're while you're in treatment, your immune system is suppressed. Who knows wh- oh, where it's at now? They tell me I'm never getting my immune system back. It's a dead duck. And I keep getting all kinds of other things you wouldn't believe as a result of that. Sorry to hear that. So I just can't believe that that we have a premier who is so totally irresponsible, and that's what he is. Okay, Cheryl, thank you for your call. Okay, there's so much happening while we're on the air. I don't know, is it because... Uh, they want to see what Free For All Friday listeners have to say about it. So the uh, there seems to be a solution to the flag-raising brouhaha. And um, uh, they said that they see the need to honor veterans by lowering the flag on November 11th. Uh, but it also... Uh, and it also wants the flag lowered on Monday in honor of Indigenous Veterans Day. The Assembly wants an orange flag to fly alongside the Canadian flag until all children are recovered and returned to their homelands physically or symbolically. So um, that is what they seem to be saying, and that's their solution to raise the flag before Remembrance Day. It's not clear to me from this if they're saying that the flag has to be lowered again after Remembrance Day. They seem to be saying that an orange flag can fly alongside the Canadian flag. Uh, seems If that's what it is, it seems to me a very elegant solution. Um, and again, want to know what you think about that. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, in the meantime, before we get to that question, let's go to Shelly in Thornhill. Hello, Shelly. Hello, Libby. Um, my question or my comment for the day is I got my flu shot a week ago, mm-hmm. and so did my husband. We're both over 70, and my husband has a couple of health issues. They're not major, but because of the medications he was, is on, he had a higher-level senior flu shot, they called it, and I had a lower-level um, senior flu shot. So mine was just an all. It's fluad. It's I know what yeah, it is. Fluad. Yeah. So uh, I don't know who made that decision for you. Uh, you are, are or were entitled to have the high dose because of your age. Yes. Uh, so again, uh, you know, uh, people, you have to advocate for yourself for what you want. They obviously, it might have been if you got it early when they were prioritizing people with conditions. Um, yes. And, uh, but they both, they told me they were both senior shots. Yep. And, um, but, and I was fine with that because uh, my feeling is if 
people have a condition or on medications that therefore require them to get a higher immunity shot, that's good. Let them have it, and I will have the next level down. I'm several years younger. I'm in a healthier position than a lot of seniors, and that made sense to me. Yeah, well, if you if if you're good with that, uh, the the only thing I'm saying is that the government keeps telling us they have ordered enough. I and- think they have. We got ours very early because I went on the uh, shopper site and asked for an alert as soon as it came into the pharmacy. And two days later, I got the alert and was able to sign up. I was up late that night and I got the alert. So I had it. Oh, um, in October. Two weeks ago. That so, was really uh, early. We were early. A matter of fact, the pharmacy still didn't even know how to use the computer system properly and made us um, re-fill out paper forms because they said they hadn't even learned the system yet on the computer, but they took us. They also did ask, because uh, one lady talked about this, if we were... Um, their customers, and we said no because we use a different pharmacy normally, and they actually said, that's fine. We just want to see if you were in our system to save filling out some of the paper part. Yeah, that's right. So that's what I uh, said to that woman. She seemed very angry. So there wasn't necessarily anything bad about asking that because if you're a customer, you're in their system, they pull it up, it's quicker. Uh, Though there might have been, they might have been quote, saving it for their customers, um, which would be, you know, they certainly shouldn't be turning people down with the flu vaccine because they're, because they, you know, I, I don't know about that. And you know what, uh, even in doctor's offices, when they get their first shipment, uh, they were giving it out to the people that they think needed it most and earliest. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if all that, you know, if, if, uh, that was such a, you know, I don't know if, if, if she really needed to be that angry, but uh, she got her flu shot. You got your flu shot. Everybody else should too. Shelly, thank you for your call. You're welcome, Libby. Bye-bye. Okay. So we've had two pieces of news break here since we've been on the air. Uh, we've heard that 200 and 38, 248 people at the city of Toronto have been suspended without pay for uh, not showing proof of vaccination. In the meantime, yesterday we heard, or was it the day before, we, the province decided that no, healthcare workers don't have to be vaccinated. So what do you think of that? The numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740. Or 740. And also, we've heard from the Assembly of First Nations. They say they have a compromise that will allow the flags to be raised and then lowered again for Remembrance Day. That's the tradition. There are also many, many Indigenous veterans uh, and people whose lives were lost that should also be honored. So they are figuring out a way to do that. This was a whole controversy that, frankly, a lot of people said, you know, people are going to focus on that as opposed to the actual act of remembrance. Okay. Uh, Nick in Mississauga, you want to talk about Highway 413? Hi. Hi. Um, happy Friday, by the way. Thank you. Uh, 
Highway 413, 58 kilometers, $10.5 billion. Why don't we cancel the lease with the 407? That's 75 kilometers, so give them, say, a $13 billion plus a couple of billion for their trouble. And that's it. Besides, 413, I heard, is going to touch on the Oak Ridge's moraine. Yep. And a, and a lot of the adjacent land is owned by friends of Doug Ford's. So, like, he canceled 750 environmental projects when he came into office. He canceled rebates for electric cars. I don't know if you can get anything for solar panels or anything. So why doesn't he cancel the lease for the 407? And the Canada Pension Plan is 52% owner of the 407. So if they don't cancel, why don't they lower the rates drastically? You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, the rates are, are run by the owners uh, and not by them. But, yeah, they've and done that was a sweetheart deal, Mike Harris. Let's face it. That, that, like, that was ridiculous. He sold it for a quarter of its value. He gives them a 99-year lease. The, the Ministry of Transportation, if you don't pay your bill, they withhold your license. Like, what, we're bills collectors for the ministry? Or for the 407, I should say? Yep. We are. What, what, what kind of joke is this? Don't tell me he didn't get kickbacks or a, a Swiss bank. Oh well, I, I, okay, this. that's the, you know, don't, don't why, why libel him. Don't, don't libel him. You, we don't know, like suggesting that there's criminality involved. You can be against the deal, and it was one heck of a bad deal. But really, please don't libel people on our air. I would really appreciate that. Okay, let's go to Marilyn and Lindsay. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. I'm I'm all for mandatory vaccinations for everyone. My uh, son just came back from the wheelchair curling he in the world um, championship. He oh. represented Canada from, and they were in Beijing for two weeks. He said in Beijing they have four or five cases left of COVID. Um, out of 24 million people. So I'm sure there was no rallies there that I don't want a vaccine. Uh, I'm sure the government tells you what to do and you do it. And um, Yeah, but we don't anyway, want that here. Uh, I just feel not just hospital workers. Um, now, when I had surgery, I came back from the recovery room, opened my eyes, there's two nurses there. I said, have you had your vaccines? And they had. But I have a friend that is a PSW up in Minden, and she does home care. Now, she's definitely vaccinated, double-vaxxed, and she knows out of 21 patients or clients that she has, at least half of them have not had their vaccine. Now she's putting her own self and family at risk. And it's what, too because, bad that because the government just didn't mandate it right off the get-go. We would be over this, I think. Well, um, do her are her clients unvaccinated because they couldn't get out or because they don't want it? Uh, there's various reasons, but there's at least half that are not. Wow. I've heard yeah. the opposite. I've heard uh, clients uh-huh. being very upset that they don't know if their home care workers are vaccinated because right. that's not mandatory either. And some people are even told you, you're not allowed to ask them. And uh-huh. my answer to that is it's a free country. You can ask them and you should ask them. Yes. And if, if they don't want to tell you, you know what the answer is. 
Well, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes it's something, it's not necessarily the answer. They're trying to make a point that about their privacy, but fine. Right. Right. I would uh, draw the conclusion from that. Uh, Marilyn, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Time for another break. Let me give the numbers out again. Uh, all kinds of things going on today. As I said, we've had breaking news on the flag. We've had breaking news on people being suspended without pay at the city of Toronto. And we're still mulling over the decision that healthcare workers in Ontario do not have to be vaccinated. So the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We have quite a few topics on the go today. We're talking about the flags. Uh, There was this whole controversy all week. The flags are already at half-mast, so how do you lower them for Remembrance Day? Can you raise them and then lower them? And it looks like we have a deal. The Assembly of First Nations uh, also wants them raised and lowered for Indigenous Remembrance Day, which is on Monday, November the 8th. Um, so they uh, are saying that they want an orange flag to fly alongside. Uh, and uh, they think it's important to have this act of remembrance. We've also been talking about mandatory vaccination news that 248 workers at the City of Toronto suspended without pay for not doing it. And if they don't change their minds, they will be terminated. There have already been employees at hospitals who have already been terminated, some. And this, even though the province says, oh, healthcare workers don't have to be vaccinated. What do you think of that? We've been hearing about flu shots, the uh, high-dose flu shot. Again, it's not necessarily that easy to find. And again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's hear from Jody in Toronto. Hi, Jody. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. Libby, I was just listening to the TV and there was an indigenous chief talking about the flag situation. And he said, we have to get used to having that flag at half mass for many, many years until they determine who is buried in these uh, graves. And I thought that was just shocking. Like we're going to be in more, like we mourn from the heart, but you know, we also have pride in our flag. I think, I hope they can speed up this whole situation about determining who is in those graves and when they died. The when, I think, is very important because of the, the, the time in history that these things have happened. You know, in the 1800s, in the early 1900s, especially during that pandemic, hundreds of thousands of people died. And, you know, somehow the media is kind of steering us in the direction saying, 
while these children were murdered. It's tragic. Any child dying is is heartbreaking and, and a tragedy. But to say that they were murdered, that's just horrifying to me. And I think we need to determine that. And also, Libby, I think if they did the whole thing, the whole investigation thing around um, orphanages and reformatories and asylums around that period in time, they'll probably find more graves in those areas, too. Well, they're doing that. Are they? Well, yep. that's good. Okay, that's good. Jody, thanks very much for your call. Thank you. All right. Numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. People be patient. We will get to your calls. We still have some time left in the show. Let's go to Bill in Ingersoll. Good day. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm just traveling through Ingersoll. Beautiful day. You know, uh, I sure have a soft spot for the indigenous situation. Um, the flag going up, I, I don't really have a problem with that either. I think it's kind of in a good way. It's good. But then it also, you know, I, I, I've traveled. I haven't traveled a lot, but I've been to other countries. And I went to Thailand, for instance. And, uh, you know, you could, this may seem off topic, but it's not. Um, you know, you could leave your shopping bag on your scooter, your helmet, and nothing ever got stolen. And what I realized was, you know, 90% of the people are Thai. So they have a sense of community. And <clears throat> I think, I, I, I don't mind the orange flag. I have such a soft spot for the indigenous people. Then you, you know, you talk about the Canadian flag, like, and what we have lost in our culture in Canada is a sense of community. So how do we rally? We have to unite under one thing. And I guess some of that's language. And I mean, the flag, I used to be very proud of it. Now, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for Canada, but it's in some ways with the current prime minister, it's really hard to be like, look at the flag and be like, wow, this is a great country. It is a great country, but there's so many things. So, you know, I'm all for it. And then the ma- the vaccine mandates, I don't, I'm vaccinated. I'm not anti-vaxxer. I wouldn't have got vaccinated if I didn't think I had to. And, you know, the, the the lady before was saying, whatever the government says, we should just do it. Like, holy cow, to make I'm, a statement like that. And I'm not bashing her, attacking her, but... That's not exactly said, what she said. Anyway, she Bill, said I, do, I do get your drift, and thanks very much for your call. Okay, uh, we are heading into the home stretch, as I said. People, be patient. The number's to call, 416 360 Zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Let's go to Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Hi, Libby. Uh, this is issue on the vaccination, and I'm afraid our uh, premier is costing us all money. I would hate to think what the average cost of looking after a person with COVID in the hospital is, and thus by not requiring basically everybody to be vaccinated. Uh, you know, Doug Ford is costing us all money. Uh, you know, I would love to find out what that number is. Uh, and I know what's going to happen. We're probably going to see taxes being raised, et cetera, or other projects not happening. And this is an easy one to save money on. Just make sure and require whatever method you use that everybody get vaccinated. It's as simple as that. And uh, on the other issues of Highway 413, et cetera, 
this is a, probably a great untold story, and it all comes back to the pay-to-play games going on with the developers and the MZO, municipal zoning orders, where the ministers and the provincial government can override anything else that happens at a lower level in a democratic way. And it's very, very, very scary. Yeah, I mean, one of the interesting critiques yesterday was from the liberal leader, Stephen Del Duca, and he used to be the transportation minister, and he said, People, if you think the numbers that they have released are the actual numbers of what the highways would cost, uh, you are very sorely mistaken. And he is an opposition leader, but that I believe. I mean, think about the subway and actual numbers for building the subway versus what we have been told all along, Pat. Oh, I know. It's very scary. And interestingly, this week I joined Echo Justice because... I'm very concerned for our environment with the current uh, government. I mean, you know, we've only got one chance to save this this country and the world, and we're not playing along, at, certainly at the provincial level. So, anyway, those are my two cents. We totally enjoy your your uh, your show. You raise a lot of great interest and a lot of great comments. Thanks okay. very much. Thanks very much, Pat. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, there are a bunch of things going on today. It looks like we have a deal on the flags. There's been this ongoing controversy because the tradition is to lower the flag to half-mast on Remembrance Day and flag's already there. You can't lower it if it's already lowered. So people were talking about that. The flag has been lowered for several months uh, because of the discovery of the unmarked graves. Now, there are people who think that's enough uh, because as a gesture, some people think it's, you know, if it's just going to be lowered all the time, then it, it doesn't really have that much meaning. But uh, it looks like there's a deal and the flags will be able to be raised and then lowered for Remembrance Day and also for Indigenous Remembrance Day, which is on Monday. Uh, and there are a lot of Indigenous veterans and Indigenous organizations agree that they should be honored as well. Okay, let us take a call from Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, Libby. Uh, I just want to put my two cents worth in for the fact that uh, people who are working in environments like hospitals and any other type of home care should be vaccinated. Those people they're looking after have a number of things against them, their age, their health. You know, if they were healthy, they wouldn't need help. And you're bringing into the environment something that could very easily kill them. So that's my say on, on uh, what I feel about the, um, the vaccinations in hospitals. If, if they have already put some people on hold uh, as far as the city employees, I think hospitals should do the same thing. Well, you know, a, a lot of hospitals are, and they were actually the first uh, to say uh, we are instituting a mandatory vaccine policy. And the government said, hey, each individual hospital can decide. But, you know, um, yesterday... something uniform across the board, 
everybody is going to be making their own rules. And, exactly. And I hurt myself the other day. I had, a, and I ended up with an opened wound. Oh dear! Uh, I hurt myself the week before also, and uh, that that time it was at a uh, superstore. And the guy said to me, "Shall I call you an ambulance?" I said, "No, I'm not going anywhere with anything open. <laughs> Thank you. I'll look after it myself." Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to go into a hospital with an open wound now. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting. It, uh, I I have been open about the fact last April I was in the hospital, not for COVID related, and I got great care, but I found it very stressful that I didn't know if the people who were treating me at very close quarters were, were vaccinated. And it was, and, you know, before we were at that point, uh, I had had one shot. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was, it was a very stressful thing. And what well, Libby, we, you also had, uh, cancer twice. I mean, you know, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. I was so, going to say your immune system might be compromised. I don't it. think so. I'm, oh. I'm assuming it's not. I'm assuming it's fine. I'm assuming you're going to lose to 120 and be healthy all the way through. <laughs> I wouldn't assume that, Helen. Thank you very much for your call. And we'll take a final call from Mike in East York. Hi, Mike. Okay, how you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm well. I just, uh, a point of logic. I'm not sure I follow the logic of people who are... Uh, anti-vaxxers to control the system that won't require vaccination. But imagine for a moment if you check into a hospital and they and they're required full disclosure to tell you, oh, by the way, one of our staff members has tuberculosis, but it's okay. He doesn't cost much. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's interesting because certainly and and when you're admitted to hospital, I mean they obviously treat people with COVID, but you are tested up the wazoo. Yeah, and, and uh, for tuberculosis, right back when it could kill you, you know, it could kill you, and they used to test for it and take X-rays the whole nine yards. And of course, now we've eradicated it, but don't tell the anti-vaxxers that. Okay, well, uh, you know what? Because of anti-vaxxers in general, we're getting back diseases that were eradicated. I mean, measles was gone, and now it's back, and it can be very dangerous. Well, I mean, it's fix, just you can't fix stupid. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> I would have to agree with that, Mike. All right. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Um, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. And we'll be back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.